Hey everyone, welcome back to a quick turnaround of the Small Town Nerdcast. Oh, last week we came out a little bit late, uh, but you know, hitting it, hitting it bright and early this time, this week on the show. But yeah, not too much to really talk about this week, guys. I just wanted to kind of say hi, really, um, this weekend if you're in the Houston area. Comic Palooza is in town, which is probably one of the if not the largest comic book convention in the central time zone, (laughs) definitely in Texas. So if you're bored, you want to spend tons of money. I know I've talked about the past, I think two or three, probably two shows. It's the third time we're talking about it. Free publicity for them because I don't get tickets to them. Um, Maybe I should have asked. And then this would mean something. (laughs) I know I would go. uh, Unfortunately, I have other plans this weekend so i probably will not be able to make it out there not even for one day even though i really want to i really want to sneak out there maybe i can convince my wife that i'm going to go get milk or gas or something and then you know drive an hour stay there for five and then drive another hour back and be like oh i I just took a wrong turn on main street and Somehow, let me know. Where did I go? <laughs> but yeah, um, that's going on this weekend. A lot of cool people are going to be there. A lot of cool podcasts are going to be there. Some of my big friends, I believe the Nerdy Bitches are going to be there. And Colt 45 Movie Review Podcast is going to be there. There's tons of others. So if you like Houston area podcasts, Comic Palooza does a great job of promoting them and showcasing them. And that's a great place to learn about them. Also, local artists and national artists and writers, all kinds of content creators and tons of guests. Like, I think one of the big ones that I was super excited for was Terry Crews is going to be there. And not only is he like a huge celebrity, big time host of America's Got Talent, but he's also a huge nerd. I think he has a YouTube channel where he builds PCs, he games with his son. So I think it's a pretty cool thing, man. So Comic Palooza this weekend. I forget how much tickets are now. I think they're like 70 or $75. Maybe they're 80 for the weekend and like 70 for a day. So I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to some nifty nerd news. And then I've got a little bit of small town drama for you guys or small town frustrations. And then we'll get out of your hair for this week. Up first, uh, Gindy Tartakovsky. I can't say his name. I always suck at his name. He's a guy who, I mean, what else did you, I think, I think he was a part of like Dexter's lab and stuff, but like one of the coolest shows he was ever a part of was like Samurai Jack, which I was a um, huge, huge fan of when that was coming out when I was younger. Uh, well, he's finally got the green light to work on a new animation and it's going to be rated yeah, um, we'll just call him Gin. Gin. <laughs> We're not gonna say his whole name, Gindy T. Um, I, I don't even know how to describe what this movie is, or this show or this cartoon that he's supposed to be working on. Um, from what I've seen of it, it's supposed to be about a dog and. 
he's like getting fixed or something, but it's supposed to be like super raunchy and just really crazy. It's gonna be like produced by Sony Studio, Sony Animation Studios. So this is like their first R-rated film. Um, I don't know, man. It's pretty crazy. So uh, Gindy T has also done stuff like uh, Primal, if you've ever seen that. It's a really violent, savage, brutal show. Like uh, These are just keywords that get you to tune into it. And So he's no stranger to this kind of stuff. And hell, even Samurai Jack, um, although it lacked... Like the gore and blood, it was very to me. It was really cool, actiony, but also had like a really cool message. You know, I mean, a lot of us who are around my age, like, grew up with Samurai Jack and loved the hell out of that show and the story of it. And it was just so cool. It had this awesome way of being both a samurai flick or like a samurai show and a western. And I I love the genre balancing of like this classic samurai warrior, but with sci-fi and high tech things going on around him, you know, because the story of Samurai Jack gets thrown thousands of years into the future where Aku, I think it was Aku, the, the main villain has like way more power and influence over the world. And so I don't it, like Samurai Jack was like my favorite. So it was kind of neat to see him doing other stuff. In fact, I don't even think I've checked out Primal really all that much other than seeing um, a few like clips and stuff like beyond that. So uh, I, I'm kind of interested to see what this new story is about because it seems really funny. And I, I, I need something funny in my life, you know. Uh, moving on. So, this is really the last bit of nifty nerd news for me. Anyway, did you know there's going to be an Alien TV series? Because I had no clue. But um, this is actually going to be a prequel set in the 21st century. Which, if you don't know how centuries work, this is a century we're in right now. And I'm guessing it's going to... I, I don't even know how you get to the the origins from here. I forget when the first... Alien takes place, to be honest. I don't know. It's probably 2,555. I don't I don't know what year the original one takes place. And um, I don't know if we really need this, though. You know, like, do we really need this prequel series? And is it going to really tell us anything we don't already know with the Alien franchise? I mean, to be fair, look, when I think about my thoughts on shows and IPs that I enjoy. Yeah, I want prequel series and stuff. So there yeah, I'm sure there's people out there who are big fans of the Alien franchise that want this kind of thing. Me, I it's not for me. That that's what I'll tell you. I just thought it's interesting like Alien franchise is, is an interesting cool film franchise, but it's not one where I'm like, "Oh man, I wish I knew what their story was," you know. <laughs> and you know, but honestly, it's kind of like that with Star Wars like they're doing a lot of prequel stuff and like side stories with these characters who I never thought I would ever want to know more about the certain characters. And then they show up and I'm like super stoked to see them. So who knows? Maybe this alien show might be like all the rage. <laughs> Speaking of like the Star Wars stuff and all that, I don't remember if we talked about 
the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi, man. That that wrapped up here recently. And I honestly, although knowing exactly how this was going to end, knowing that our four main like our four characters that we focus on in the story, Luke, Leia, Obi-Wan, and Darth Vader. Like those are the four big players of this whole series. Well, not so much Luke, but he is. He, uh, spoilers: uh, he has more scenes in the finale <laughs> than he has in the entire series. But you know how these four end up because by the time we get around to New Hope, they're all still alive. So, in a way, the stakes aren't really that great. Going into this show, you, really you're looking at the secondary and tertiary characters, some who you may not be as familiar with, and others who Disney might be a little more liberal with how they end up because they aren't in episodes 4, 5, and 6, 7, 8, 9. So you kind of have, and there you have some ins- uncertainty, but with your f- four core characters, you don't. And so that kind of takes a bit away from it, but the way you make up for that is give me the emotions. Give me what brings them to their starting points of A New Hope. And in some ways, I think the season finale does such a fabulous job. Um, the fight between Obi-Wan Kenobi or Ben Kenobi and Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker, I thought was phenomenal, man. Getting to see them go at it with lightsabers, getting to see Kenobi do like the lightsaber stance with it right like right next to his face and using the force and lifting rocks and all that shit was awesome, man. And I think having getting to see Hayden Christensen come back to act with Darth Vader and give us all this um, not new information, but make it make sense going into A New Hope, you know? Like, I think it was funny because with all the prequels, you know, we know how Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker uh, interact with each other, and then in A New Hope, you know, there's something there. He used to be his old master, and Obi-Wan, of course, famously tells Luke that... It, that his father Anakin died because Darth Vader killed him. Well, in the last episode, you get this awesome line from Anakin Skywalker where he's like, Anakin no longer exists, or he's no more. I am what remains. And it's such a badass line. He looks so badass because, like, the helmet's, like, fucking gashed. So you see partial of his face. Like, you see his eye. Uh, The respirator's cutting in and out. So it sounds half Anakin, half Darth Vader voice. And I just thought it was badass, man. I had so much fun. I had it, it looked visually it looked great and it just got me hyped, you know, got me pumped. I think some of the other storylines like with uh the Inquisitor or the potential Inquisitor, what was her name? Reva or Rika, I can't remember her name. Um I feel like that story though just wasn't as gripping to me. That character, although they tried to give her a great story, like I think her background and her story uh, were like the attempt of it was great, but for one reason or another, I could just never 
get behind this character as much as I wanted to. One, because I know ultimately she has to fail. Like, there's no way she succeeds in trying to kill Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker or his children because they don't die. They die much later in life. So anyway, we will wrap things up today. I know, quick, quick episode, but we'll wrap things up today talking a little bit about some small town drama or just annoyance. It's funny because on my town's Facebook chat page, um, other than complaining about sirens or road work, uh, one of the big things that you always hear people complain about is the local Sonic. What? What are you doing? RJ came to say hi, people. What? I know you're calling me. No, close close the door. You're interrupting the podcast, sir. He doesn't care. Cares little to none at all. Anyway, so, yeah, one of the big... Uh, things is our sonic sucks and it's not like oh sonic itself sucks it's for whatever reason this small town has this incredible ability to take any chain store thing that exists and make it exponentially worse because it exists within our city limits i don't know how it's like this weird bermuda triangle of suck that we somehow live in, but it just does. Now, we do have a Starbucks that is fairly decent, so, but there's always like one exception that proves that there is a rule that exists, right? Um, but something about our Sonic is just phenomenally terrible. Like, I, I don't know how else to describe it. And it used to not be this way. Back when I was in high school, it was like the go-to spot, man. That place was packed to the brim on at lunch and dinner. People, like, for me, out of high school, you'd run away from, like, school for lunch real quick, go grab a Sonic drink, maybe a burger or something, and then rush back to school, because you only got 30 minutes for lunch, which I think is utter bullshit. But... Like, this used to be the jam, man. Like, that's where you would go. That's where we'd hang out, man. You wanted a quick drink fix. You wanted to get some crazy combinations. And you wanted, like, decent concession stand food type food. That's where you went, man. I used to love getting, like, their foot-long chili dog, chili cheese tots. Like, uh, I think my favorite thing to get from there right now is still the supersonic jalapeno cheeseburger just it, it's amazing it's a double cheeseburger with jalapenos cheese and mustard and that's it i think there's lettuce on it too but you know, it's classic man and like their ice cream and slushes all, all delicious and it used to be like that in my small town and somewhere along the lines i think it was after casey and i had moved away from our small town things changed for the worst <laughs> <laughs> and I remember us coming back and every order was wrong. Drink, you mess up a drink. Uh, now it's to the point where they're telling us, oh, we're out of this. Like, I think so someone was recently complaining that they got a cherry limeade, but it turned out they were out of cherries. So they couldn't make a cherry limeade. How do you run out of cherries for like one of your signature drinks? Uh, people have said they've run out of pickles like condiments um someone said they didn't have any more 
hot dogs at one point. Like it, like I don't know if it's the service and they just don't want to serve us anymore, or if they're genuinely refusing or unable to purchase the correct amount of supplies to supply the customers with food. But things have just gone horrible, man. Now when you see it at lunch or dinner. There at most maybe four vehicles. Like the the fact that this place is even still existing is a, a sin against God. Uh, it, it's just the most incredibly horrible restaurant in our town. <laughs> like I don't know what other way to say it. And my son just walked out with a projector screen, and there was nothing I could do about it because I'm recording. <laughs> I, man, it, it sucks though to see uh, something that it's funny because you know when you go out of town, you always want to eat at a restaurant that you don't normally have back home. Like you, you want to eat at something like crazy. Like, like we live in a small town, so I love like Chinese places. I love um, Italian restaurants, like and barbecue places. I love getting like. I mean, not that we don't have some of those things here but i love eating out at good places when i can like that or like bigger or big chains that don't exist in my small town but now because our sonic is so bad one of my favorite things to get when i'm not in town is sonic which is kind of depressing <laughs> i think when i drive like when we drive to like Austin or San Antonio or Houston and we need to stop for food along the way, I think one of my favorite places to stop at is Sonic because it's great. Pick it up, burger, easy in the car and just go, you know, and that's how I get my Sonic fix in because ours is just so god awful. <laughs> but that's the drama that's been going on here recently this week. So, you know, people have been quiet on the roundabout. It's still being built. It, I don't even think it's halfway done at this point, but it's still being built. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens when they finish one half of the roundabout and they have to move to the next half. Because one, how is it going to change the flow of traffic? And two, how many people are going to be reminded that, oh yeah, that exists over there and are going to be highly upset with uh, the fact that it just exists. Anyway, that's it for me this week. Thank you guys for tuning in and being a part of the show. And we will see y'all next week. RJ, you want to say bye to everyone? Bye, everyone. Say bye-bye. Say bye-bye. See you later. See you later. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> All right, guys.